on, we could do better than that. Oh, I need a little bit on this mic. Come on, we could do better than that. I'm not aware of where I am. I know where I'm at. Come on now, come on now, come on now. We could do better than that. We can do better than that. We serve a mighty God. We serve an awesome God. We serve a great God. We serve a God that faileth not. Amen. Amen. Come on, let us pray. Father God, again, we're so thankful. We're so honored. We're so privileged. It is such a blessing to be able to come before you on this here beautiful Sunday morning. Father God, we know that exactly the times that we're in. But no matter what time we're in, oh God, you're still great. You're still worthy. You're still awesome. You're still magnificent. You're still worthy. You're still great. You're still the only one that we can turn to. So we ask your presence to be upon us today. To have your way in this is service. We pray for the Wellington family, oh God. We're asking that your Holy Spirit will fall down upon them. That you will will comfort them. That you will encourage them. That you will let them know that you're still a God that is able to take away all pain. That you're still a God that is able to heal all hurt. That you are that God that we can turn to in the midnight hours when the weight begins to be a little bit heavy. When the burdens begin a little bit weighty. That you're still that God that cares for us even in the midst of our troubles. So we bless you today. We thank you today. And we honor you in the name of Jesus. Bless us in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. Mother Wellington's favorite scripture reading was found in the 23rd division of the Psalms says the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside the still waters he restoreth my soul he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Bible says, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shouts, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus shall we always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words.
we're going to celebrate, Auntie. Um, she will be greatly missed. And I know your hearts are heavy. Uh, but I'm often reminded of the word of God. And he said it, that in everything that we have to give thanks. And even in death, we can still celebrate Christ because we're truly thankful for the time that he allowed us to have with our name.
When um, Rose texted me and asked me to sing His Eyes on the Sparrow, I definitely want to honor the family's wish today. Sister Wellington was like a mother to me. Many called her Mother Wellington. Granny, and she was close to my heart and my family's heart, and she watched me grow up. Kind of told me I was funny looking, and I had a kind of grew out of that. <laughs> but she also told me that she knew that she made the best vegetarian meatballs, and I was convinced that she was. She did make the best vegetarian meatballs. And she would cook for me on many occasions, and I would go over to her house and we'd have a chat, and I would go home and eat the food and call her and tell her just how good it was. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm family. His eyes on the sparrow. Discouraged 
you have no words left, just say, oh, oh,
pleasure to know her, and God gave me her as a gift, and I called her Mama Webs. And there were many times that I was able to actually take her to doctor's appointments and things when the family wasn't able to, to uh, fit it into their schedule. And we just had a blessed time together. Just her and I, she would call me on the phone, she'd say, let's, let's talk. You know, and she read me very well. I don't have family here in St. Louis, so she kind of grafted me in. And I just want to thank God for her life and thank God to the family for sharing her with, with Tabernacle of Praise. Five things God wants you to remember in trying times. You're never, ever alone. Nothing takes him by surprise. When you're weak, he's strong. He's the God of new beginnings. His love never gives up on us, trusting him to carry you through. God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalms 73:26. With sympathy for your loss. Though words can do little to comfort you, may the thoughts and prayers of all those who love you help support you at this difficult time. May your memories bring you comfort. May the precious memories of your loved one be a comfort to you now, and may it help to know that many thoughts are with you in your sorrow. With sympathy. In times like these, words couldn't possibly be enough. But I wanted you to know I'm thinking of you and holding you in my heart during this sad time. Tabernacle of Praise has written a condolence. Dear family of Miss Eddie May Wellington, Sister Christine and Elder Percy Wellington Jr. It is with deep heartfelt sympathy that my family and the Tabernacle of Praise SDA Church extend our love and condolences to you on the passing of your loved one, Miss Eddie May Wellington. Be assured that we will be here to lend support and assistance as you may need. We know that this is a difficult and trying time for the family, but during your grief and sorrow over the death of your loved one, be comforted in knowing that you are not alone. In conjunction with human sympathy, Jesus has promised that he will not abandon you, but instead he will come to you through the agency of the Holy Spirit and grant you comfort and peace. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Take comfort in knowing that we have a blessed hope in someone who has control of the affairs of this current life and the life to come. We have this hope that since Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will resurrect from the grave those who have fallen asleep in him at the second coming of Christ. We have this hope, this sweet, blessed hope, that Jesus is soon to come. 
But until then, may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all during your time of mourning. With love in Christ, Jonathan B. Fields, Jr., Senior Pastor of Tabernacle of Praise, SDA Church. May God bless you. We'll be praying with you and for you. And we are here if you need anything from us. To worship you I live, to worship you I live, I live to worship you. <laughs> to worship him I live, to worship him I live, I live to worship him. Is that your prayer today? Can you join in with me? To worship you I live, to worship him I live, I live to worship him. Oh yes. To worship him I live, to worship him I live, I live to worship him. Oh, 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 all over. Oh, 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 oh. One more time. Father, we thank you. For we worship you, O God. Because you truly are an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we're more than conquerors. So as we celebrate the life of Eddie Mae, as we celebrate her legacy, we will continue to worship you and giving you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a blessing and an honor to be here to celebrate with you on this special, this special day. I know it's difficult and it's challenging as we lay to rest our loved ones. And as a pastor, I must admit to try to pull out of a grieving family praise and worship uh, to me. Um, uh, it's a bit difficult because I too have lost family members and 
I know exactly what it's like to be in the grieving place. But I also stand here before you as one that understands and know that, that there is a God that understands us better than we can ever understand ourselves. And with that, that's why we're here. To give him praise, to give him honor, and to give him glory. Because the truth of the matter is, if it was not for God, there would be no Eddie May. So while we love on her and we thank God for her, we want to give him praise and honor because we understand and know that this isn't the end of the story. And so I stand here to encourage those that may not know that there is another chapter, that there is a continuation, that this is not the end of the story. I stand here for you to encourage you, like Sister Eddie Mae, who have given her life, that you too may give yours to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Family, I thank God for you for allowing me to stand here and, and share what little I know about your mom. Um, I had the privilege of giving her a call of few weeks ago and uh, we were able to chat it up a little bit. It's crazy because we're in the midst of this pandemic and there are members that I have not yet laid eyes on, but I've spoken with them several times over the phone. And your mom was one of those individuals that I was able to connect with and had a wonderful conversation with her, so warm and so open to receive me. And so I thank God for you and thank God for her, for you. I want to just share with you in the little time that I have um, from uh, the book of Matthew, just something that the Lord has laid on my heart. And just for a, um, just to give you a warning um, for those that don't know me, um, I, I, I tend to be real in and out of the pulpit. So... I want you to understand that uh, I am who I am. <laughs> I would say charge it to my head, but not my heart. But like I tell my members, I have enough charges already. So keep your charges. Just, just pray for me. Is that all right? <laughs> so, so with my personality or my, my, as my daughters would say, my little crazy sense of humor come across just, just, just go, in the, go to the Lord in prayer and say, pray for the preacher. Pray for the preacher. Amen. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best to stay in my lane. But, but if I get a little excited uh, because of what he's done for me, I want you to know that he is definitely my Lord and my Savior. Um, Matthew, Matthew, let's, let's go there real quick. Matthew uh, chapter, I want to say chapter 15. Uh, chapter 15, and we want to start with verse 21. Verse 21. It says, Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre, Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, 
Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. That's kind of crazy that they would say after us. I thought she said, uh, 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 Oh, my Lord, son of David. I didn't know she was calling out to everybody. But, but anyway, anyway. Uh, verse 24 goes on to say, but, but, but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And verse 28 closes out by saying, Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Today I just want to talk to you a little bit about a mother's love. A mother's love. Let us pray. Father, again, we thank you once again for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do in the lives of your children. As always, Father God, as I stand before you unprepared, do what you do. Create in me a clean heart, renew the right spirit within me. Now I must decrease that the word of God may increase. Into your hands I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. This blessed hope that we have that is found in none other then Jesus Christ is one that each believer ought to hold near and dear uh, to their heart. Uh, Jesus is doing his typical thing. Uh, he's going around uh, blessing people. He's uh, spending time with individuals. He's doing his normal routine. Uh, uh, but notice that Jesus, the way he has dealt with people in the past, he usually puts stumbling blocks in their way, uh, in their way to see if their faith uh, if they have faith enough to step over it. Uh, for example, when someone called him good, uh, Jesus would simply say, why are you calling me good? Uh, there is no one good but God. Uh, how they responded to what he was saying would show what they thought of him. And as he, he, was, he was not denying the fact uh, that he was good, nor was he denying the fact uh, that he was God. But here in our text, we see that this woman came crying to Jesus, saying, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from a demon possession. Her words are significant, given Matthew's description of, of her as a Canaanite. She is well aware of the ancient rituals between the Jews as well as the Canaanites. Uh, she believes that he is the promised Messiah. In spite of the culture, in spite of the time, she knew that the only one that was able to give her the aid that she needed was this man called Jesus. Notice as the address of this woman of Canaan and, uh, to, to Christ in verse 22, she was a Gentile 
a stranger to the commonwealth of Israel. So this woman technically didn't belong. This woman was an, was an outcast. This woman didn't deserve to even be in the same space as these individuals. But God will have his remnant out of all nations, chosen vessels, and all coasts, even the most unlikely, even the most unlikely. Uh, this woman, she came out of the same cast. In other words, in her address, she relates her misery. She says, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. She is ill. She is bewitched. She is possessed. And Jesus, she needs you. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever been in a position where you cried out to God in such desperation, where you looked at the situation and it seems as if the only way that you can get this was to throw yourself at the mercy of Christ. And it seems as if as you approach him, there are those in the crowd, that there are those in your circle, those in your midst that seem to not have the same level of faith as you. It seems as if your circumstances were so black, so dark, that it made no sense for you to even call on Jesus. I don't know about you. I don't know how many of you have ever had the doctor tell you that it is over, that it is a wrap, that 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 that, that is the end of the story. But here, this woman addressed, she requests her mercy. In other words, her mercy on me. She said, oh Lord, thou son of David, she owns him to be the Messiah that is the great thing which faith should be. Fasten upon. In other words, this woman calls him, Oh Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on my situation. Have, have a mercy on my circumstances. And so at first, Jesus was silent. I've been in many situations where I called on Jesus, and Jesus was silent. Uh, uh, no doubt uh, uh, to see if she would uh, uh, persevere. Uh, 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 and she did just that, following him down uh, uh, the street a little further. Uh, uh, she cries out, uh, uh, oh Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. I want you to know that there are times in your, in your life uh, 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 where you will have to be determined about your relationship with Christ. You have to be determined about moving forward and doing what it is that God is calling you to do. This woman right here was persistent. When we look at this mother's love, uh, uh, this mother's uh, uh, petition, uh, uh, she had a good reason. Uh, uh, the reason she came, this woman came to Jesus because she was concerned about her daughter. Uh, this woman had a legitimate concern to be calling out to Jesus. This woman knew that this child uh, uh, had, a, had, had a demon. Uh, 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 this child uh, uh, was demon-possessed and was probably acting out uh, in, in violence and in anger. Uh, uh, she was acting out out in, in class. She was acting out in school. Every time I would take her somewhere, she would seem to be disrupted. My child has a problem, and the only one that I was able to handle this is Jesus. I took her to the doctors. I've went to the counselors. I've went to the psychiatrists. I've done all of these things, and Jesus, I'm standing here because out of everything and everybody else, you are the only one that is able to give me the relief that I'm looking for. She needed help in a desperate way. 
Uh, this woman needed help. So this woman, her reason uh, 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 for being there was legitimate. Uh, uh, and so the reason she came was because of her daughter. And the reason that she cried out uh, was because the fact that this woman was following after Jesus and his disciples were shouting at her and shouting at him, send her away. Uh, uh, sent her away. This woman was crying out and moving forward because there were oppositions in her way. Now, I don't know about you, uh, uh, but there have been many moments in my experience uh, where there have been doors shut, there have been windows locked, there have been individuals in my way, uh, uh, but I had to persist. I had to continue on. I had to move on. I could not allow uh, my current situation, I hope you're understanding what I'm saying right here, I couldn't allow uh, my current situation, be it finances, be it the loss of a loved one. I couldn't allow my current situation, be it my health, be it my children, whatever it is, I couldn't allow my current situation stop me from crying out to the only one that was able to help me. Too many times, my family, my friends, uh, we allow our situation, we allow our circumstances, we allow what the naysayers say and, and what Facebook say and what YouTube say. We allow all of these things to interfere with what we know God uh, is telling us to do, move forward. Why was she so frantic? She was heartbroken over the condition of her child. She was heartbroken. This mother was broken. She was determined to get her child the help that she needed. She was broken. She's tried so many things. I understand your heart is broken. You've tried this. You've tried that. You went natural remedies. You've done everything that you knew to do. But yet and still, we find ourselves here. Walk with me as we continue on. Uh, uh, the reason why she called uh, uh, in, in, in recording, uh, 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 in, in regarding uh, this same event, Mark tells us, Mark 7, 25 shares with us that this woman uh, uh, heard of him. In other words, she didn't know him personally. Uh, she simply heard of him. Perhaps she had heard about how Jesus had healed all manner of diseases, about how he had opened the eyes of the blind and, and unstopped the ears of those that were deaf about how he had driven uh, the demons from others uh, uh, maybe just maybe uh, she heard about the fact that Jesus was feeding 5,000 and that he was able to do all of these miraculous things she may have heard about how Jesus had gone over into the country of the guardians uh, and he had uh, delivered the men possessed from the legions of demons she may have heard of the fact that if he can deliver those individuals if he did it for them, maybe, just maybe, uh, he would do it for me. She can, he, he can deliver my daughter from the grips of this one demon. Maybe, just maybe. So we understand this mother uh, uh, had a petition. But not only that, uh, uh, this mother, this mother was um, persistent. She didn't stop. She didn't allow the obstacles get in her way. Uh, uh, one of the obstacles, the obstacles of faith, uh, you see, uh, that her need was met and her daughter uh, was healed. In other words, this woman had to overcome uh, many obstacles. 
I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, uh, this woman had to overcome uh, many obstacles. There were so many things uh, in her way, and it seems that she met resistance uh, on every hand to her request, on every turn and, and every corner, but yet she persisted until she achieved her goal. This woman had some, some, some blockage in the way. But not only that, but she had to overcome race. Oh, 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 yes, she did. Uh, verse 21 tells us that this woman was from Tyre uh, and, 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 and Sidon. In other words, 22 adds that she was a Canaanite. Uh, this tells us two things about this mother. In other words, number one, uh, she was a descendant from the cursed people. In other words, when Joshua led the children of Israel into Canaan, they had, to, they, they had been commanded to totally destroy Canaan. They said destroy them all. Deuteronomy 7 uh, verse 2, uh, uh, she was a member of a doomed race. And secondly, uh, uh, she was from the region known for vile religious practices. So that, in other words, this woman uh, really had no business calling on this man called Jesus. Uh, 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 this woman right here was, 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 was literally out of her league. But yet she heard about Jesus. She heard of his healing. She heard of him doing miraculous things. And this woman right here took it upon herself in spite of the odds, in spite of the circumstances, she pressed forward. She had to overcome a race. She had to overcome religion. She had to overcome a racism when the disciples see and hear this Gentile calling out for the Messiah. Their reaction tells us uh, they turn to Jesus and they tell Jesus, send her away. Uh, send her away. Uh, this woman have no place in our circle. Send her away. She had to overcome racism. She had to overcome rejection. She had to overcome the reality. The reality of this situation is harsh. Her daughter was possessed by a devil. And she was a member of a doomed race. These religious men did not seem to care about her or her situation at all. It must have appeared to her that her situation was hopeless. It seems as if it makes no sense to go further. Mama is dead. Why go any further? Let me help you out. Verse 22 said that she calls on Jesus based on his role as a Jewish Messiah. She received no help there. She has no right to approach him on that ground. And verse 24, verse 23, 25, she hears Jesus tell her that his mission here on this earth is to the nation of Israel. Can you feel her pain right there? The only one that is able to help her. The only one that is able to give her deliverance the only one that is able to make a difference in her situation is telling her I didn't come here for you why are you in my face right now should I give should I give the food to dogs 
Jesus compared her to a dog. Uh, the, G, the Jews looked at all non-Jewish people as dogs. And the word they use refers to a, 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 a Maggie Mutt. I tell my daughters when we're riding down the street, Sister Bev, and I see a dog off in the corner, I say, I turn to my girls, I say, what kind of dog is that? And their response is, and it never fails, I, I trained them well. They said, that's a mutt. I said, that's right, baby girls. It's a mutt. Jesus looked at her, and he literally, he simply, simply looked at her and said, you are a mutt. It is used as a metaphor of people who are unclean, filthy, and dirty. Jesus uses this word in Matthew 7, 6. The word used here is different. This word means little puppies. But it refers not to the, the mangy or the maggy or, or, or the mutts, as you will, but to, but, but, to, but, 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 but to a dog that is a part of a house. Uh, that's what Matthew uses. I want to go on a little further. She says, yes, it is right to take the food from the little children. It isn't right, she said, to take the food from the little children's table and give it to the dogs. But guess what, Jesus? Even, even the dogs are often uh, uh, allowed to eat the crumbs. I, I just need some crumbs, Jesus. Any, do we have any crumb eaters in here? Anybody need just, just a little crumb, Jesus? I don't need the whole cake. Just give me some crumbs, Jesus. Can you see how Jesus took this woman and her small faith and led her along and helped this woman's faith grow? Uh, uh, the obstacles of faith almost always turn out to be opportunities in disguise. In other words, when we continue to seek the Lord in spite of every hindrances, in spite of the no's, in spite of the tragedies, in spite of the letdowns, in spite of the hardship. When we continue to seek after God in spite of the deaths, in spite of the losses, when we are able to continue to make our way after Jesus, it is then and only then are you able to see true results. Because what we understand on this side of life is that this that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. What we understand on this side of life is that while our loved ones may fall asleep on this side of life, we understand and know that there is a day where he will crack the sky and our dead loved ones will rise again. And so I stand here as one to give you hope and to give you a little bit more faith to let you know that it is not over until God says it's over. I long to see my daddy too. I would love to wrap my arms around him just one more time. But I'm alright to know that my daddy is ready resting right now uh, in, in his grave. Uh, he's not in heaven. He's not on the sideline waiting to get in the game. My Lord and Savior will one day, will crack the sky. Uh, and the Bible says in Thessalonians uh, that the dead in Christ, uh, they will rise first. Uh, and we who are alive and remain, uh, who have surrendered our lives over to Jesus, the Bible says we will be caught up uh, to meet the Lord in the air. I don't know about you, uh, but I want to meet God in the air. I want to be able to 
to fly away from him. I want to be able to call him my king and my savior. My dear sister, she may be resting right now. Yes, she don't have any bills to worry about. No more chemotherapy. No more prongs of the doctors. No more late night issues. One day that she will rise up and she will come forth and Jesus will give her a new life, a new lung, a new mind, a new heart, new arms and new legs. I want my daddy to hug me with his new arms. I don't want those old arms hugging me, those old Freebo arms, but I want the arms of glory to be wrapped around me. Oh, can I go a little further? I'm going to finish up with this right here. Not only this mother, this mother, this mother, was she crying out to Jesus, but this mother, she won the prize. Jesus responded to her faith. He was amazed by the depth of her faith. Jesus had tested her faith with hard words, and her faith had risen to the challenge. Oh, yes, it did. It had risen to the challenge. Her faith exceeded that of people who had come to be saved. She was there as a Gentile. She was referred to as a dog, but her faith moved her up to to, to daughter status. Her faith plunged her up to a position where now God sees her as somebody worth blessing. Here was a Gentile dog that had more faith than the Jewish scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and even the priests. This kind of faith excites our Lord and Savior when we can still trust him in the midst of loss, when we can still call him king in the midst of devastation. That's the true test of faith, not when everything is going good. One thing I had to learn as I take my seat, that when my daddy passed, I had to understand and realize that God makes no mistakes, that God is still in control. Was it hard? Yes, it was hard because I traveled eight hours from Minneapolis, Minnesota to Indianapolis, Indiana, expecting to have one more conversation with my daddy. To my surprise, when I arrived there, he was dead. While they had him in the bed with tubes in him, he was dead. While he was there, and I'm standing there talking, and it seemed as if his his lungs were were taking in oxygen and and expelling oxygen. It was really the machine. And while I'm thinking I'm talking to my daddy, I'm really talking to a corpse. But one thing I've learned and I had to understand was that Jesus makes no mistakes. That Jesus know exactly what he's doing. So it was in that moment that I had to realize, Elder. It was in that moment that I had to trust him just a little bit more. It was at that moment that I had to realize that God is still in control. That's why he set it up the way that he did. Just to see if I'm going to honor him even when my daddy died. Am I going to still love him even when mama died? Am I going to still call him my king even when my grandmama died? Is he still good when everything is going crazy? Is he still worthy to be praised when everything is shutting down? When my health is failing me? Is 
is he still worthy of all the praise even when everybody else has ran out can you still call him your God even in the midst of all of the trouble oh I wish I had some help right here is he still worthy is he still worthy even when everything else is going wrong can you still trust him can you still call him your savior can you still call him your God or have you dismissed him like the disciples dismissed this young woman now, have you, like this woman, have the faith to endure? See, that's why we're here today. You see, grandmama and great-grandmama and great-great-grandmama, come on, somebody. Hey, it's resting. But we have the hope and knowing that when Jesus cracks the sky, I believe mama's going to be there. Do I know for sure? No, but the Bible says that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, and my experience with Sister Eddie May, Eddie May, my experience with her in that short time. Now I've done I've done eulogies of individuals I have never met. I have never laid eyes on. All I knew was a picture and what the family told me. And of course, if I can be honest, I know we're streaming this. We're going to make our family look good. Mama can't do no wrong. Daddy didn't do no wrong. Little Pookie didn't do no wrong. Little Ray Ray didn't do no wrong. Michelle didn't do no wrong. Little Betty didn't do no wrong. All of them in heaven. Anybody been to a funeral where we put somebody in hell? I'm trying to be real and honest up in here because I understand and know that at the end of the day, I want to see my daddy in heaven too. But my daddy and I didn't have the best of relationship at the early ages. But as the time grew and as I got a little older and I realized some things, our relationship got better. And I'm so thankful that his last words to me was that son is in God's hands now. So no matter what happens, God got it. And I can hear Sister Eddie May as I asked her, can I pray for her? She said, yes, Pastor, please, you, you're more than welcome. I said, okay, I, I got a lot from that. What I got from that was that she was open. She didn't have any, she, she, there, was, there, was, there, was no, there was no sense of, of um, hopelessness. Even when she said yes, it was with much, I, I began to wonder on the phone, you know, is she really sick? Can I be honest in here? Because her response to me was, what, 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 was with such power and, and such conviction. She said, yes, pastor, yes, please, please, please do. And when I prayed with her, she thanked me. And I waited a couple of days. I said, I told her, I said, was, was Sister Wellington? I said, you know, um, I'm the new pastor. She said, I know, I know, I know who you are. <laughs> well, praise God. Somebody saying some good things. I guess she just said, I know who you are. But I'm going to say they were saying some good things about me. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> 
don't know what they were saying. But she said, I know who you are. I said, well, sister, I, I said, I'm going to let you get some rest now, but I'm going to call you back in a couple of days. I want to check in on you. And so I called her back again, and, and when she answered the phone, I could tell she was, she was out of breath. So I didn't stay long. I said, I'm going to let her rest. And it was then when you called me in Huntsville and said that mom had passed. I said, my Lord, I wish I could have got over there to see her personally. And I have to admit, I didn't get to see her personally, but the conversation spoke volumes. And even interacting with you, um, Elder, even just dealing with you, I can see it. Just like when my mom was here yesterday, I heard, I hope, I hope it was true, um, Elder Harris, when y'all were saying that, that my mama did a good job in raising me. <laughs> Your mama did a good job in raising you, Elder. <laughs> that's what they t- And so, and so that time with you, I can see it, and I feel the love. And they say the apple don't fall far from the tree. Is that what they say? And I know some apples are rotten. They don't fall far from the tree. It's not all good apples. Somebody's sitting there thinking, yeah, that apple, that's a good apple. No, that's a bad apple. And it's right there, on the, right there. matter of fact, it's still on the branches. I'm going to take my seat. I told, I'm trying. Lord, help me. <laughs> and somebody need to just pluck the apple off and throw it in the basket and get rid of it. But your mom, my time with her on the phone, it spoke volumes. Warm. She was open. And, and, and she didn't sound like she was complaining about anything. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't even give me a report that, you know, and I've talk to individuals where they were laid all out, and I'm like, okay, well, I know where I need to go deep into the prayer closet on this one, where some, I can just sit and watch ESPN and pray. Come on, somebody. I probably need to sit down right now. <laughs> My wife's shaking her head. Okay, honey. <laughs> but some prayers you got to go deep with. But this one right here was a prayer of just simple comfort because I believe she was, she, she was ready. She knew she knew. And she wanted to make sure that you were good. She wanted to make sure you were good. And our loved ones do that. Those, those good mamas, they, they, they hang on because they don't want their babies to be left without them and the pain. And they know, but she couldn't take it no more. And God knew that. So hang in there. Family, this, it's not over. We're going to rally around you. We're going to love on you. We're going to support you. Family, Wellington family, we're here for you. And we thank God for you. Father God, again, we thank you. As always, Lord, I pray something was said that would draw hearts to you. We thank you for the life and legacy of Sister Wellington. And we know, Father God, that, that she is resting. We know that she is not smiling down on us. We know that she's waiting on you. Because, Father, like I always say, there are some things that I've done in my life where I didn't want my daddy to see why he was alive. Lord knows I don't want him in heaven looking down on me. So I'm asking you, God, as the family mourn, that you would give them a comfort that passes all understanding, that you will hold them close and keep them ever so dear. 
and we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before we dismiss, I know that we're not going to go to the internment, to the gravesite. Um, but if you don't mind, Elder, if you don't mind me, do a small committal um, just to um, bless your mom um, as, we, as, as she um, transitioned on and bless the family. Um, we know that he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. So we thank God for what you've done, for what he's done and what he's doing and what he's about to do in the lives of his people. Amen. Let's go ahead and Soon and very soon We are going to see the King Soon and very soon As much as it has pleased Almighty God to take out of this world our dear beloved uh, Sister Addie Mae Wellington, we therefore commit her body to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, looking for that blessed hope when the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead, dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall ever be with the Lord. Wherefore we comfort one another with these words. God bless you family. We'll keep you in prayer as we continue to celebrate Sister Addie Mae Wellington. family proceeds out please. We are going to see the king of
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 